Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Chad take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, the boys brace themselves for Dune Part 2. Before the epic continues, embark on a journey to the scorching sands of Arrakis with Part 1 of the legendary sci-fi saga. Dive into the treacherous politics, giant sandworms, and philosophical musings of Dune Part 1. Buckle up, spice addicts. It's going to be a wild ride. Good evening. Welcome to the Showboys podcast. I'm your host, Nick. And joining with me are also my, the other hosts, Mike hey. and Chad. How are you guys doing tonight? We'll start with you, Chad. Mike can go second. <laughs> Poor Mike, man. Mike never gets to go first. Even when he's not, even when he's up top next to you, <laughs> you just you roll right past him. Yep. I'm good. I'm good. I'm very tired, but I'm here. It are was you a on? Little, it was a little jarring to hear you say just Nick. I don't know that yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah, you never introduce yourself. It's just it's usually Nick. Pixel. It's just, yeah, just Nick Pixel tonight. Nick. Yep, just Nick. <laughs> um, is this is this your day after? Your this is the shift? recovery day. Yeah, recovery day. day. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Do you do you feel better on recovery day or the day before? Like I still don't know how I would feel about that. Yeah, it's it's neither really is the option. Yeah, <laughs> if, so if neither brutal. was an option, yeah, if neither was an option, that would be my answer because, and it depends because sometimes the day after is fine, like you sleep and you're chill, and it's just another day. But yeah. more often than not, it's not that kind of day, <laughs> which it wasn't last night. It's not today, and then by the time I'm recovered tomorrow, it's like, oh, I got to go back. Yeah, next day, and <laughs> do it all over again. So vicious. What is, it's yeah. so so psychotic. The more you think about, it. like, it just seems like torture. It really like, is. And when you hear, like, when you first hear about it, you're like, that sounds like an awesome schedule, dude. Like, 24 on, 48 off. You get two days off after every shift. <laughs> you're really not even getting. You're getting one day off. Yeah, and it's not even a full day because by the time seven o'clock rolls around, you're like, oh, I gotta go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> so it's not even. It's, it's just like. <laughs> Yeah, it's a trick. It's a, it it's is. a mean, mean yeah. trick. Between yeah. you and Ugly Kid Joe Cross, like, yeah, that dude yeah. just like rotates normal hours and midnights, and she's like, "How do you yeah. guys do that?" Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. No thanks, bro. No thanks, yeah. Michael. How are you? Oh, good. You know, just uh, on day eight of the main thing that I use at my job to do my oh, job yeah. being broken. So, you know, literally, uh, I'm like a living, uh, the, the dog sitting inside the house that's on fire. I'm fine. Meme. No, that's been me for like the last week. Plus, you know, I don't know if I like just like <laughs> played this out in my mind or I dreamt it, um, that I, that I fixed your problem. Well, um, you definitely dreamt it because it, it's not fixed. <laughs> it didn't happen. Well, I mean, like, I, mean, I don't know if I could sat here and like thought through it in my mind how I would fix it, and yeah. like, or I dreamt it. But yeah, either or, I did fix your problem somewhere in my somewhere. Mind. somewhere. Um, sorry, it did not actually fix it. <laughs> the 
man. Okay, I know it's so wrong. Here's, dude. Here's a short, I know exactly what's wrong. Here's a short fix it. story of, <laughs> of what the nightmare that I'm living through. So I submit a help ticket to our, my company's IT department. He's like, yeah, I don't know much about this. Let's submit a ticket to Google because you're using a Google product. So I submit a ticket to Google, talk to them, spent like 45 minutes to an hour on the phone with them, sharing my screen, showing what's going on. The person's like, yeah, I have no idea what's going on. I'm going to submit a ticket. And I'm like, you are the ticket. You are the ticket. How are you submitting a ticket? You're my third tier uh, ticket. So basically someone already talked to me. That's happened now like two other times. So we're like four tickets deep, three of which are within Google it's the, itself. <laughs> so it's been real fun. Yeah, um, you got a big problem. So yeah. It's going to uh, go to the, all the way to the top. Right. Just, <laughs> and then Nick's the here like, I had top. a dream that I fixed it. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I didn't. <laughs> I totally could though. You well, guys just have to dial me in. I could fix it. I'll, I know it's wrong too. Just, I'm still waiting know, for you to fix my PC. You know the guys I work with. Yeah, you can just you get gotta a drop text. it off. I actually don't know the location of it currently. It disappeared <laughs> oh. from from its from its previous location. So. Well, Chad, you know I'm gonna need That's some basic information to you know help you out. And <laughs> yeah, part of it is like the location of the location of said computer. Yeah. But yeah, yes. I don't know. I, I think because I, I asked Kirsten about it, she was like, it, my dad took it back because it was her, my, her brother gave it to me. And I wanted to, I was like, why, why the fuck did he take it back? That was an expensive <laughs> PC, bro. Like, kind of want it back. Like, I'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> That's hilarious. because you can't get to work. They just took it. They just took it. Yeah. Just straight up took it. Just go take it back. Yeah. It's just a, like a or I'll show example. up. Tell me where yeah. they live. I'll show up at their house. Yeah. Hi, I'm here for the PC. <laughs> I'm here for the PC that you stole. On Chad's That you behalf. gave. I'm like, you gave I'm away. Re- <laughs> I'm repoing Chad's PC that you gifted him and then re-gifted to yourself. Yeah, yeah this, is a, this is just like a prime example. I'm, I'm not a PC gamer because it's just like, it's just always a problem. There's always an issue. Something's not working. Some driver needs updated. It's like, what the fuck ever, dude? I just want to put the disc in or download the game and play it with no no effort. Yeah. It's not for me. Fair it enough. is yeah. what it is. Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. There's a place for <laughs> consoles in this world, and there always will be. Um, whatever the nature of that will be. Nick, how are you doing tonight? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know? I'm hosting tonight, apparently, because um, I am the Dune expert, which yeah. I might be, because I didn't realize that neither of you guys have seen it. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, as a showboys unit, we have just been very asleep on Dune. Yeah. Um, this well, I did just, not realize. I thought I was the only one. It seems really odd that we've been asleep on it for so long after watching it, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thinking more on it, I mean, I've played an RTS version of dune um and i've watched the movie so i think maybe i'm ahead of you guys in the dune verse can confirm the yes. dunoverse the dunoverse the Duneverse. you are no no okay yeah well, um let's move on from that yeah we'll move on out of that um thanks to our top tier patrons hey if you want to be a patron go over the um patron slash showboys right is it Patreon.com slash Patreon.com. Yeah, there we go. 
There we go. <laughs> you always say patron. 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 <laughs> patron. Patron.com. Well, isn't that what, what you are? You're a patron on Patreon. We have all these freaking followers. They're like, I can't find the, the patron.com slash soboys. I've been looking for years. All right. I quit. I'm out. I give up. Oh, my gosh. Mike should do the intros. Uh, hey, you know what? <laughs> Here, let me, I'll fix this for you guys. Um, you can head over to patreon.com slash Joe Boys Podcast right there on the bottom of the screen. Um, and you can sign up today uh, for as low as $1 a month. You could help support Show Boys Podcast. And for $10 a month, we will put your name shout out on every single episode. Tim right. B, Yusuf H, and um, Hall of Famer, Joe C. Yep. Um, <laughs> Get things like an exclusive Patreon episode every month that no one else yeah. gets. Uh, right. You can get early access to the episodes we record uh, because we're usually, usually a week ahead when we record. Uh, so you can get those like the next day right after we record them. So uh, check it out. And if uh, it looks cool or if you feel uh, so kind as to just help support us every month, sign up. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Perfect. Um, another thing that's going on is March is approaching. So we are doing our second annual Showboys March Madness. Right. Last year we did a um, streaming <laughs> service kind of war, right? Is that yep. how that goes? Um, each division was a streaming service and each of us represented a different streaming service and division. This year we're doing console wars and each of us, well, not each of us, two of us are representing two divisions and we have two guests that are representing another two. Um, we have polls out on our YouTube page um, in the community section. Um, go check those out. Fill those out. Those are the round one polls yep. um, of the eight matchups per division. Um, so vote for your winners by any way you deem necessary. We'll use that um, to kind of help us move through those rounds mm-hmm. to some degree. Um, we always incorporate those. Um, and another thing that we have going on is we do have a best bracket challenge. That's right. And... Drum roll. The winner of the best bracket challenge will win a Nintendo Switch OLED. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're actually so. going to give... Okay. <clears throat> First off, you guys have to submit brackets so we can't give this away. We're literally yes. trying to get rid of this OLED. Please yes. fill out brackets. Somebody will win it. And Nick yes. will no longer have it in his house. <laughs> Which sucks. It's become like a mascot. I think, at this point. It, it, you know, honestly, it has. It's almost like a Craig bot from the beginning of Showboys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Craig. Rip Craig. The OLED <laughs> will now join like Craig bot tier of like honorary Showboys <laughs> members. But we all know who the new the new mascot will be. Um, the switch has been surpassed. There's a better device out there in the world. There is another there OLED. Is. Uh, yeah that's true yeah there is another oled um but yeah uh so not only are the polls on our youtube page they're currently in our discord too which you can find a link in the episode description and uh hopefully before this episode goes live there will also be uh links on uh, for the polls on our twitter and maybe instagram and facebook Uh, but we're really going to be trying to push those out so um go vote in each poll and if you would be so kind, if you see posts of us on social media with the links for the polls, if you could share those, retweet them, whatever, so we can get those circulating, get the absolute most amount of votes as we can for this round. 
Um, one way, one thing we're doing differently this year, uh, instead of each episode covering a round of the tournament, um, we're doing an entire division of the the bracket in one episode. So Sony's episode will cover every round leading up to its final four representative and so on and so forth for the other rounds. So um, we'll only have one poll. May, we might be able to get another poll out by the semifinals round. Maybe. Uh, no, I don't think we will actually. Maybe the week of. I don't know. So this is your really probably your only chance to vote. So go help us decide these round one matches in each region. And fill out a bracket and submit it to showboyspodcast at gmail.com. So you can have a chance to win that OLED. Yep. I think that's a little bit more important, but definitely fill out the polls. Yes. Uh, but get yourself some free shit too while you're at it. Um, <laughs> with all that said, we can move on to tonight's topic and keeping with, I guess, a mild theme here as we go through February before March Madness, we decided to review a bunch of things that we're, we're watching somehow as a unit yeah. too. I don't, this is, this is a rare occasion where like, it's been a while. this is like two times in a row where the trio here has watched something. And I yeah. feel like we mm-hmm. might go three for three before the, before March Madness. Maybe, 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 maybe. 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 I'm going to really yeah. push Hoping. you to do Hoping. it. I'm just going to keep talking up the, the, these fly boys to Chad and he, he's going to watch <laughs> the crap out of masters of the air. Um, yeah. <laughs> and funnily tonight? enough, like, uh, so we had rebel moon and we had flower moon and this doesn't have moon in the title. It is space related. And it rhymes with moon, so it does rhyme with moon. <laughs> yeah. Maybe kind of keeping up with that yeah. that trend. Yeah, yeah. And, and my wife asked me what we're talking about tonight, and I was like, um, "Oh yeah, one of those." I was like, "The the like two hour and forty five minute, the real long like movie I watched recently." She's like, <laughs> "Which oh. one?" She's like, the one you guys talked about on Monday? I'm like, oh, no, 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 not, not that, that one. one. <laughs> the, um, the like, the like space, like more Star Wars like one. She's like, oh, did you talk about that like last month? I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And that's the other theme is like, these are all very long epics. Um, they are. So with that, we are. Uh, talking about Dune, long overdue um, here at the show, boys. I don't know why we're talking about Dune. It came out in like 2022, something like that. Um, Not even 21. Holy <laughs> so even moly! Worse. Yeah, <laughs> right off the back, the tail end of COVID. Man, yeah. back in back in the Pando days, um, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Um, I remember it coming out. I remember it winning a bunch of awards. I remember people liking it, not liking it, per usual. Um, I think just the theater thing. <coughs> Obviously, I had like a one-year-old pandemic. Theater just wasn't in the cards. Yeah. But I don't know what took me so long to watch it on like HBO because it was on there like pretty quickly. Um, but I do remember I did try to watch it in 2023 maybe. But it was through a different period of time where maybe I was more sleepy at night. Um, and like the baseline the score in this yes, in this movie a constant hum in the background yes there. Yeah. yes i'm so glad you, you said that because that was my first takeaway i'm like it just put me right to sleep like there's yeah, just this really, hum yeah. <laughs> this baseline like, and it's just if you're at all sleepy and it's dark yeah 
and you're over 30, you're <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, with these the crushers with the bass yeah, turned on, oh, holy dude. crap, like yeah. my eyes were just like vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, oh, yeah, man. so I'm excited to finally get around to it. Um I watched it like two weeks ago. Mike watched it this week. Chad, when did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it like two days ago. Very nice, very nice. Did you watch it in one go? Actually, that was a lie. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> Dang, it's fresh. <laughs> I did. I did watch it in one go. I did, wow. however, mistakenly probably watched it on my iPad. I probably should have watched it Ooh. on the TV. And we have like a really nice surround sound system. At, well, no. I don't know if it's nice, but we have a surround sound system at the fire yeah. department. So I probably should have watched it on that because the score in this fucking movie is so good. Too. So good. <laughs> so good. So much, so much good. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Good note. Um, backup producer. Um, Dad's not here tonight for whatever reason. I got Fail. You. I got you. Guys. Backup producer Michael. Um, it was released on Max and theater simultaneously. That was during that whole trend, um, which now they've shifted to releasing in theaters and twenty five dollar rents or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. The worst. Time. Um, so. Yeah, it just wasn't in the cards, but I don't know why I slept on it for so long. I think I knew I always wanted to watch it, but it was an undertaking. So it's like two hour, two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. 2.35. Um, yeah, 2.35. Solid. Um, so, yeah, um, I'll see based so on. Before go, go we ahead. get into it, because this plays into the length. You know, last episode, Nick was talking about how he likes to, like, find the perfect places to segment these long mm-hmm. uh, movies upon his recommendation. He put a perfect like spot to nice. pause because I watched this uh, two parts. Uh, one, what day is today? Thursday. So I did about an hour and 45 minutes on Tuesday and then the last 45-ish minutes uh, last night. And uh, the your recommendation on where to stop and pick it up the next day is perfect. Heck yeah. <laughs> Good job. Heck yeah. Thank you. And I, and I, I did that on the fly too. I was like, you know what? This feels like the right moment. <laughs> I feel like this is a nice lull. Yeah. Um, we'll see if Chad can pick, you can guess it. Um, if you want to take a swing at it now, Chad. Um, it's, it, it's gotta be like once they're all the shit goes down and they get captured, they escape and they're like in underneath the sand. Is that yeah, the dude. point? Yeah. Nailed right, it. Yep, Nailed right it. When <laughs> I stopped right as they like open the door and they're walking down the tunnel and the lady, the Fremen ladies like explaining what the yeah, compound that's perfect. thing was. I was like, Oh yeah. Great. It, it was when they like got into the first main chamber and like, mm-hmm. that was when I was like, okay, big, nice, big shot before we get back into it. Pause. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I, that's a very natural break in the movie. It's like, is it the middle? Pretty close. It's so it's over uh, halfway. It might be a little. Yeah, yeah it, it might, might be, be over yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's what two acts then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, nice. it's like about. a two act, two act. I have a three. I have a three act trilogy because there will be three of these mm-hmm. puppies. Um, so, um, obviously based on a series of books. Um, there was a movie in the eighties. Um. Oh also called dune um on hbo too i kind of wanted to watch it just to see where where we came from you know what i mean yeah i think we came uh we came a long way because i think there was a lot of um 
people had issues, you know, with the adaptation. And obviously, um, this seems like a, like a tricky one to adapt, um, into a movie or a film. Um, just because at least the way they did this, like it definitely did it justice to be done in the, the day or the year it did. You know what I mean? Like recently, because yeah. mm-hmm. 80s, I could see it being like cool for the 80s, but did not, would not age <laughs> well at all. Right. Um, and then a miniseries in 2002 that I did not know. Um, that's cool. Actually, maybe weird. that's what's on. I didn't know that either. So it's either one or the others on HBO. I and I think uh, the the eighty, I think it was eighty four movie. Sounds the right. movie from the eighties was uh, David Fincher, by the way. Yeah, mm. pretty uh, well known. Yeah, it's the eighties one that's on uh, HBO. Yeah, yeah, um, but this one was well received. I mean, it won a bunch of Oscars. I think nine, I believe. Um, Obviously, the score won oh, some man. stuff. Visuals won things. Um, it is a it is a grand, epic film, but in all those regards, so um, surely deserving. Um, definitely not for everyone, um, by any means. Definitely a niche like sci fi, uh, sci fi flick. But also, I, I feel like Dune has a lot of. Um, like a multi-generational like fan base because of the books and people yeah. who wanted it to be good and have wanted like Dune adaptations for a long time. So there seems to be like a good amount of, uh, of welcome hype just for the sake that someone is doing one modern day and it is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing that's cool. Go ahead. I, I, I was just gonna, say that I was kind of blown away by this movie, to be honest with you. <laughs> like yeah. I knew that I wanted to watch it and I, and I had heard like any time that I said like at work or anywhere I was that I hadn't watched Dune, people were like, Oh my God, you haven't watched Dune. Like what's wrong with you? And I just never got around to it. And uh, yeah, I mean, by the end of the movie, I was like, Holy fuck, dude, that was really fucking good. <laughs> like everything yeah. about that movie is phenomenal. Cinematography is on point. Acting is phenomenal. The story, the background, everything that's going on, the world they build is really cool. Mm-hmm. And the the, co- the, score like the just wardrobe, the costumes yeah, yes. are amazing. Um, and there's so much like historical parallels with all those different costumes. You know what I mean? Like some of them look like samurai. Some of them look like it's really cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sorry, dude, the cast is like yeah, insane. Yeah, Josh really Brolin, yeah. Jason Momoa, like uh freaking Stellan Skarsgård is the Baron. Dave Batista. Dave yeah. Batista. Yeah, Oscar Isaac Pro. Um, I will say like literally the whole movie outside of the dream sequences, I was like, Zendaya is really not in this movie at all. And it's like all you <laughs> see in the ads are 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 Zendaya. <laughs> Yeah, and, and him, and she's like literally in like the last fifteen minutes of the movie, maybe. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Where like there's like we're dating, and we're just gonna walk together in, through the scene. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> es- escalate quickly. The chosen one, but it does have it does have a kind of like a you know a Lord of the Rings feel, where it's just like there's a stacked cast, and yeah. it's an epic, and there's mm-hmm. like kind of a quest going on here. Um, so, and I think that was also intimidating for me just because I was like, 
I'm not ready to like dive into this just because it's like too stacked to like, I knew I would have to sit down and digest it for, you know, for real and not just like throw it off on a whim. So I'm kind of glad I saved it to do an episode on it. Yeah. Um, and the episode what, comes in perfect time because Dune Part 2 is coming, what, in a couple weeks? Months, my, maybe? My birthday, March 1st. Oh, yeah, a couple weeks. Two weeks. A week after this releases. There you go. Wow. So let's look go. At that, look at that timing. It's almost like Whoa. maybe we planned that or something. I don't know. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but yeah, um, real high level. Um, we'll start with you, Michael. Your right. thoughts on it. Um <clears throat> Excuse me. You thought um, it stunk, right? It sucked. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, bass was too much. Too yeah, much bass. Uh, I just really hate sand. So, um, <laughs> no, th- this actually, honestly, would just be Anakin's like worst nightmare. Just yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mine and spice on a sand world. Yeehaw. Um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, it was just very epic. I think epic's probably the most appropriate word for it. Uh, everything from like the massive scale of like the town on Arrakis or like the, the ships I'm thinking specifically when, um, Paul's mother, I forget her name. Um, but like when the, Oh shoot, what are the lady Jessica? Yes. When they come and like the lady, test Paul and then um, that the leader and Paul's mother are walking out and she like gets on the ship and flies away. Just like the shot of his mom, like standing at the very like outside of the ship. And she's basically like getting blown away as it's taken off. It was just super grand. And the scale was really cool. And uh, they did an amazing job uh, with the, the shots and the cinematography like really, show the massive size of of the world and the items in it um i guess i thought the costume design was awesome um everything in the movie just like sucked you in and immersed you into what was going on and i also think like i've i said this like a million times but like honestly watching stuff with these headphones on just like also sucks me in even further because I'm just like lost in the sound and um, <clears throat> the story very very interesting. Uh, the characters very very interesting, um, and the fact that we're getting two more of these uh, makes me even more excited uh, and glad that I finally finally watched it. Just in time, you're probably gonna go see it in theaters. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Very nice. Very good. Chad. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just love the world, man. I, I, there, there are some movies that just build a really compelling world. I think John wick, the series does a really good job at this as well, but just something about this. And there's actually a lot of parallels to this and the new armor core game that I played over the summer, like mm-hmm. maybe even direct rips from it, including like spice in this movie is coral in the game. It's the same concept. It's used for weapons. It's used for in, in the game. It's used for drugs. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of good stuff here. A lot of, I, I felt like middle Eastern tones a lot throughout this movie, like this kind of wild West planet where it's just mayhem over there. 
And uh, yeah, the acting, dude. And I love Chalamet, so I, I, I got to get that out of the way. I've, I've never seen a movie that he's in that I didn't love him in. Um, but everyone else is super strong, too. And then the like technology stuff is really cool, including the like when I first saw it, I was like, God, it's such a stupid ass idea. But uh, as the movie went on, I I started to appreciate it. But like the freaking like, I don't even know, like the Hornet ship or the, oh, yeah, the yeah, wings yeah. are like flapping <laughs> like it's such a cool concept or Orna, um, yeah yeah Orthopter? yeah and it and also on top of that i i think that it, it it's cool because it's it's set in the future right like some obscure year like ten thousand one hundred and something but there's like not really any firearms in the in the movie which i thought was cool like mostly everybody's using swords but they have like carpet bombs so they have like carpet bombs but they're still using swords it's like i don't know what the hell's going on in this movie but it's working so or like uh you know well they they cut into the area that they're that building they're hiding in with like this crazy laser yeah yeah, but then they're just like yeah Yeah. we're just gonna do hand-to-hand yeah we're just gonna yeah yeah (laughs) but uh yeah all the technology stuff's really cool i like how they explain how spice is like crucial to interstellar travel all that stuff i like there's a lot of good sciencey stuff in this movie too um Mm. but yeah i mean i was blown away to be honest with you i loved it nick yeah yeah i agree i was way more impressed with how much attention to detail of the world and the technology than most things like obviously great acting but like i was more impressed with like the world building which they they weaved in very organically too right to like the dialogue and what they talked about like even um brolin and timothy like having their little sparring match Mm -hmm. you learned a lot about the shield the tech and the shields Mm -hmm. and it's like you know why is everyone just like rocking swords in this in this world but it's like oh because they have this tech that prevents bullets basically from being useful so you got to go in there and just like beast people's shields down i was like okay yeah that's true yeah and i thought that was cool um man i like how they uh you're talking about the world building but like paul's character or timothy's character paul um you get a lot of the world building through him like reading the books or like listening to like the books on tape essentially of like everything. I thought that was pretty neat too. Yeah. He was watching the overhead projector um, (laughs) reels of just, yeah. Like, because you know, Arrakis here is just like this, this very pivotal planet for basically spice. It's like one of the only sources of spice at this scale. Mm And um, the way they, you know, again, a lot of a lot of callbacks to Star Wars when we're talking about spice, literally the same word, same properties. Yeah, um, right. Where it's both a drug and also um, um, a resource um, for things. But then just the just the political stuff, like why all these things are happening and the way it's set up. Like there's this emperor who basically dictates who gets control of Arrakis, and he's kind of sending um, House. Atreides off to die because they've become so powerful and so cool. He's kind of jealous of them. So he sends them off to basically get crushed by, um, the Harakonins, Harakonins, um, Harkins. And just the way that's all played out and set up like a little bit of it's like inevitable. Um, cause it's the obvious, um, 
path they're set on. Like even the tension in the scene when the envoy comes to tell them in that very mm. formal way. And he's just like, how much did this cost them? And it's like expensive. Um, yeah. Dude does like <laughs> eyeball math really quick. Um, so I just really, pre- I, I was, I was definitely blown away with the way they approached like all the world building and the attention, the detail in that manner uh, without it being, you know, kind of like shoehorned in there. Cause definitely rebel moon had like just straight up exposition for the sake of exposition. Um, yeah. So like all of this was just very carefully crafted. Um, and even, you know, they didn't, they didn't like mess up with, you know, these like f- these dreams and Timothy's character, the way his role is. Cause he's kind of like a, a soft Prince boy. Um, but like he kind of, earns his stripes but he's also kind of like the chosen one um Mm -hmm. so he's got that going for him but yeah i definitely um surpassed my expectations definitely the dreams were were really interesting um and towards the end i got uh, a little confused because um they have we have the dream sorry uh of him like befriending the guy that he like killed in hand-to-hand combat where the the guy's like oh yeah i'll teach you the ways of the desert and all this stuff and then he just like paul just straights up kills him in that little duel and i'm like oh okay i yeah. guess 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 he won't be <laughs> teaching him the ways <laughs> of the desert <laughs> so i wonder so, if like if those are like not all going to come to pass the way that we're seeing them laid out these dream sequences laid out in front of us, or if some of them will, if none of them will, or I don't know, I'm interested to see how those continue to move forward. Yeah, it's definitely a cool, a cool setup and a cool first entry in the movie. But I, a, a lot of the stuff that I, that I was really enjoying was actually out in the desert, like specifically with the desert worm thing or whatever they called it. Um, it just felt like, have you guys ever seen Tremors? Yes. Like there was a lot of, there was a lot of callbacks to Tremors. Yeah. There's a lot of callbacks to Tremors, I think. Um, and that's another thing in Armored Core 6. Like that's one of the bosses is like a giant mechanical worm like that. So I'm like thinking maybe they really stole a lot of shit from, from this movie. Cause I think the movie came out. Uh, I mean, (laughs) the story has been out for a while, I'm sure. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just like the concept of that worm and I like the tools that they have to distract oh, the, the worm. Like, and they stick yeah. the thumper. They yep. stick into the sand to make the rhythmic cause it's attracted to rhythmic noises. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then just why the, the whole scene where they're gathering the spice in that big ship and the worms coming in, that whole sequence was awesome, dude. Yeah. I was like, this is super tense. Like you can see it in the background coming. Um, and then realizing how big this fucking worm is, like you're expecting it to be big, but not as big as it ends up actually being. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's all. And aren't there really- like uh, daggers and swords like made from teeth from these worms? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Which is cool. Yeah. How yeah. are they the, getting the whole from- worm thing is awesome. Yeah. They have no idea. I have no idea. And it, and also do they mention is there multiple of these things or just one specific Maybe there's more. I don't know that they ever say, but I'm like, that's the thing I'm most intrigued about. Like, I want to know more about the fucking worm. Like, how are you guys even on this planet doing this shit when this thing's hunting you down every time you're out there gathering the spice? Like, doesn't seem very well, viable. Well, part two, 
will explain a lot of that. But also by the end of the movie, we do see uh, a Freeman basically riding one um, off in the distance. Desert so, power. Desert power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was kind of corny, but like, but also it, it, it fit like um, Oscar Isaac's like role as like, just kind of like, the leader of this faction he's like you know i'm just gonna keep it real simple we need desert power um because we're gonna yeah. like rock this planet so i'm gonna give it my best go um but even like the, I, I really like the little detail when um he puts on the um what are they called the suits that they wear the freeman um yeah i but, can't remember that's another really he put, cool thing the way they explain those suits is really, really yeah cool. recycles recycles like yeah. most of your your bodily fluids and your sweat yeah. um yeah. but she was like where'd you learn to do that because of the way he like cuffed the bottom of his pants yeah. over his boots or something like that like something really small but like she instantly picked up on it like where are you from like only yeah. like we would know how to do that but he's kind of a nerd and he's been watching like all the all the prep material to like, yeah, that and she, she like, she says something about like a prophecy too. Like he will know your ways as if he was born into him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. so yeah, that's cool. I I'm just so intrigued to what, where, the, where the story's going to go. Obviously I haven't seen the original one, so I might do the whole story all at once. I don't know. Um, but the, um, I do, I do have to take a break and, and talk about this score for a little bit because, Oh yeah. For for my money, man. If that score wasn't here, I would have still enjoyed the movie. But it just adds so much more to the movie. And I'm a sucker for music. I'm a sucker for scores and games. I'm a sucker for sound effects, all that stuff. <laughs> um, the score, I I don't know. Like there are po- points of it where it it's got like a horror movie score to it, like a religious horror movie score is what what how I would describe mm-hmm. it. Like the dark undertones to the to the score, especially when mm-hmm. they're showing the. The one faction, I don't know if they're like a cult or whatever the hell is going on. Like the, oh, like the I, don't space even, I don't know the names. Ladies. Yeah, the space, the, the score during that, dude. I was like, this is fucking haunting, bro. This is awesome. Um, but yeah, there's really, I mean, you had mentioned last week that that, that bass tone was, was in the movie. And it's really like <laughs> almost entirely in the movie for the entirety of the, the runtime of it mm-hmm. there's very little time where it's not in there <laughs> you weren't joking at all yeah and i normally i hate that i normally hate that but it's normally you normally get stuff like that in christopher nolan movies and he doesn't know how to fucking mix his movies so the score's so loud you can't hear what's being said on screen here it's done properly where it's low enough that you could actually hear what the hell's yeah. going on um yeah. you just have to rely but, on um, people's acting so you know what's yeah. going on in <laughs> and reading lips like I don't know why yeah. the fuck I'm reading lips in a movie but <laughs> oh that's amazing yeah the, yeah, the Bene the Bene Gesserit is like what that little cult of mind mind readers is with their little mind control stuff which mm-hmm. is also cool like the voice um, like that's just bizarre but like cool yeah. They have to like say it in a certain tone in their brain. Oh, dude. What? No wonder I love the fucking score in this movie. It's Hans Zimmer. He does yeah. the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, yeah. Interstellar, everything. Dunkirk, yeah. everything that <laughs> I love. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ironically, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Just these these producers know how to mix their shit right. Um, yeah. That's interesting because I, I, I frequently <laughs> listen to that Interstellar, interstellar score like just driving in the car. Cause it's so, it's so perfect. That's why. 
that, you, that you pretend you're it. you're flying a spaceship. No, I just sit there and bask in the glory of the beautiful music that Hans Zimmer puts out. <laughs> just pull up to Chad at a red light, and he's just sobbing. <laughs> like yeah, that's close, play. man. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's close. okay, Murph. Yeah. Murph. <laughs> I'm sorry, Murph. <laughs> oh man, no, so you're right. Answer. The the score adds so much to this movie, and um. Like if you can rewatch it with like some bass bass, like holy crap. Yeah. It's it's oh, I'm sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you know, and and that's where it's just like that like undertone sets the expectation for them when it gets loud and like the really the real bass kicks in, like the explosions, particularly when like the the uh Tradis like ships that are just like parked just get like nuked um (laughs) from the harnikin um from like orbit and they're just like running out there and it's just like pure chaos like that scene was awesome and like josh berlin's just out there um and they're in their like in their in their militia jammies just like ready to yeah with some ass (laughs) that's another that's another another thing that was in freaking armor cores uh Jason Momoa's character, I don't remember his name, when he's running and that ship's shooting that laser at him, that's right Duncan out of the game, too. Idaho. <laughs> his name's Jason his... Momoa. So they're like, here's here's your, your character name, Duncan yeah. Idaho. Like, you just went from one, like, chatted up name to, like, the right. next. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so there's, Duncan like... It really was like every scene. I was like, "Yeah, that's right out of Armored Core, man." Or I guess this this was all the Armored Core stuff was right out of this. But um, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and the the other thing, I I I gotta be honest with you, I fucking hate Jason Momoa. I I think he's just kind of a trash actor, to be honest. And he's just he's just like the muscle. He's like the Rock. He's just there for the muscles and the. And that's it. But he was really good in this movie, and I was and I was surprised uh, to see him have some a little bit of acting chops. Now maybe I haven't seen I haven't seen that many Momoa movies, so maybe he's gotten better since I've seen him before. But he was kind of stand up for me. It kind of sucks uh, the way his character ends, I guess. But we knew it going in because they yeah. kind of spoil that very early on, where he like had a dream where he saw him dead yeah yeah that's what timothy's yeah. sweating the whole time old paul yeah. um and also you know shout <laughs> out for i love you their know very not spacey names yeah well, yeah jessica paul, paul duncan idaho like, <laughs> well, that's the thing like the location and like factions are like so similar and hard to say but then their names are like luckily super easy um but like arrakis and like atreides like just reading those just confuses me. Mm-hmm. And then um, all of that gets weird to follow. Like usually the last names, but yeah, like their first names are like all pretty easy. Yeah. Um, right. Atreides is such a cool name. It is. I guess so is Arrakis. Cool. Yeah. Arrakis is a badass name for a planet, dude. Yeah. Um, man, I was like <clears throat> the first time the Baron of, of Harkonnen shows up. Or is on screen and is all like Vladimir. Massive. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm like, bro, 
Stellan, is that you, dude? Is that you <laughs> under that massive fat suit? Like, I love heavier on the Scars Guard than the than the Stellan in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I love that guy. So, like, just he, it's like hearing his voice. I got so excited, and he just like kills it as the Baron. Like, what yeah, he really does. But what what do they like? What's going on with? Why is he like twenty feet tall? Do they he ever floats. explain? He, is he, he floating? Yeah, he's not yeah. actually that tall. He's just too okay, fat. Just the, so he has like this like technology like spine device. thing. Okay. Yeah, because the first time as they're walking through uh, like the fortress or whatever after yeah they, you see it you yeah, see him he's like yeah. way taller than everyone else and I thought the exact yeah. same thing I was like holy crap yeah yeah I was like, like what the hell's going on here tall what the heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess that's how and, and again like even with that whole the whole Harnikin like they are kind of like a horror type faction anyways yeah. like they would be the the horde in like a game right, right. like they are just so a little bit monstrous. Um, yeah. They need to like go outside and touch grass a little bit. Maybe being on Arrakis will be good for them. They get some vitamin D. Maybe like yeah, that's what they need. Yeah, get a little sunlight, <laughs> a little. Yeah, they're clearly in a very dark part of the the, the universe. They'll right? be so angry. <laughs> yeah, like guys, lighten up. Everything's just doom, gloom, and like war for them. Right. Um, but well, that's the thing. They were they were on Arrakis. And then they got like kicked off just mm-hmm. to come back and like wreck shop. Um, it was all set up. Yeah. So dumb. Stupid emperor. Hope we get to see him. And I hope Timothy just like stabs him in the face. Um, we'll see. This giant sandworm tooth dagger. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, but also like he, I guess like that, that whole scene too, like when um Leto like bites his tooth, poisons like that whole room. Um, he just like floats up to like the corner. <laughs> oh, so like what dude walks in, he's just like, like there's a, this thing up in up in the corner of yeah. the room, and like that's just so creepy. Like, yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> the fat version of Batfleck in uh, Batman vs Superman. <laughs> you remember that scene when he's like yeah. hiding in the corner of the wall? Yeah, <laughs> not inconspicuously, just like. Yeah. Don't mind me. Like, <laughs> two extremely massive like beings hiding in the corner. <laughs> Pick a better spot, guys. Come on. Not fooling anyone. But it was absolutely devastating when it all kind of did come crashing down. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I felt so I'm, bad yeah. for just like everyone involved in that situation because it was just brutal and unfair. Um, but they knew it was happening. They knew it was going to come. Um but all oh Paul makes it out. Leto does not. But he goes down like a champ. Um, yeah. and, and the poor doctor, dude, like he was in a bad spot anyways. But he kind of makes up for it. Um, but I guess he just, he knew there's no good way out of that situation. Yeah. Right. He, he sets up Paul for the escape. Um, you know, gives uh, Paul, what's Paul's dad? Leto? Leto, yep. the, the poison too. So, he he, he kind of made up for his scumbaggery, yeah. but you know, yeah, you, you can never trust a bad guy. Like, you really think he's gonna help you? No, he's, he's just gonna kill you too. Come on, right? <clears throat> yeah, they, everyone needs to learn. Like, you can't buy the whole. You can't go by the whole. 
let my family go. Like, you got to be more specific than that, man. Like, we need to very both walk out of this room alive and no one is allowed to follow us. We needed to be safely transported together to a place you will never bother us ever again. Yes. And we will live <laughs> in that place and nothing will ever yes. threaten us malicious. Like, there's so many clauses. It would be yeah. a so many, yeah. Contract. Um, I, I like how, though, like <clears throat> you mentioned uh, at the beginning when they were like given the, the proposal or whatever to go to Arrakis, like you could you could kind of tell the, the hesitation and like not not wanting to necessarily do that. And I wonder if like, do you think he was fully aware of like the Harkonnen and like this essentially is like, okay, we're, we're signing up to go to war. Yeah. I think he was, he was totally, he knew it was a trap, but he's like, we're going to make the best of this trap and maybe we can win. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Cause it did seem in like in some instances that he was discovering that they were, they, they were set up to fail. Like specifically that sandworm yeah. scene where the, the transporter comes in and he's like, they, they set us up to fail. So I don't know that he knew it going in. I, I, I would imagine the planet itself has a reputation within the, the galaxy, the universe. So yeah. I'm sure he knew what he was getting into, but I don't know if he thought it was like a, a setup for them to, to, for everything that panned out in the movie. Right. I think he, I think he thought they would have more of a fighting chance. Like I yeah. knew he, he, he knew it was a bad situation, but he was hoping for a little bit, like as all the things on paper, like, you know, like when you start a new job, it's like, Oh, I, you know, where's all my equipment. Oh, you gotta <laughs> kind of get, get your own. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, cause, cause what we're led to believe they're like Atreides is kind of a powerhouse. Like, naval and and aerial you know military yep. powerhouse um so yeah i guess i would imagine he was probably confident in in the house's ability until they get there and they realize like all the equipment's like been tampered with and um well and, and it's just awkward because it's like there's a mandate to the emperor to fill up so many whatevers of spice well when the things to fill up aren't even there to fill up, um, <laughs> you're really starting from like scratch and it's like, yeah. all right, I get any bones here. I get any, like I get anything. Yeah, come nah. on guys. Harakens. There's like, screw you guys. We'll be back. Yeah. I like too uh, the, the like scroll or whatever the, the forms essentially they filled out or whatever. Uh, they still like seal it with like, Oh yes. their house is yeah, steel with cool. wax. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I sometimes the like massive wide range of technology variety in sci-fi stuff can be a pain point for me. But also right. sometimes when it's done well, it's like kind of cool. So like it is <laughs> the yeah. fact that they signed an actual paper and sealed it with wax with their ring, like sing it, and then they also fought hand to hand with swords even though they like space travel and have crazy Carpet lasers bombs. and stuff like <laughs> yeah yeah the the stuff it's very medieval like yeah it, it just like, it is yeah. the way that they were able to i mean there's no real explanation for like the wax whatever that's just a cool thing like but 
but the swords like the shield like they can only penetrate the shield with like a slow like moving in that projectile or whatever um so like the way they're able to explain the the gaps and like why certain things are used and certain things aren't is super cool yeah but you would think like even with that shield firearms would still be there just as a fucking distraction you know what i mean like yeah. they'd still be using them in some capacity. And, and I, there might be like one gun in the movie at some point. Yeah. 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 When, the, when is. he meets, uh, when like right before the duel with the Fremen guy, uh, yeah. cause Paul and, and his mom, like take the leader hostage there. And Paul like runs up and he has like a weird looking pistol thing that he's. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I got. It's like a, it's a kinetic thing. So it's like kinetic energy. So like the more kinetic force something has, the more likely it's just going to resist it where it's got to be a little, it's got to be more like not blunt, but like, it's got to be like a physical yeah, like, attack. Well, so I think like the pistol thing was more of like, if you get close to something, <clears throat> you could potentially shoot them or if they don't have their shields on, obviously. Yeah. Um, so the, the like little bug thing that tries to assassinate Paul, the thing's crazy. Yeah. Later on in the movie, I think, is that fired out of a gun at Leto and it hits him in the back and he's trying to figure out how to get it before it it Mm. penetrates? I think that's fired out of a gun and I think it latches on and then slowly creeps its way in. That's why he was freaking out trying to to get it off. Could have been the same thing because I remember the dude behind him. I, I think the dude behind him shot that that thing at him. So, yeah. That makes sense because this other thing was like they're like seekers, so like I get why I shoot out of the gun to get it somewhere really quick. The other guy was like buried in like the wall, yeah, and like right. just like let this Burnt thing out, it. yeah, yeah. That's that was rough. Those yeah. dudes are horrific. Like that's like they really are too. Like here we're gonna bury you alive for the cause, my man. Yeah. So just yeah. like when they get <laughs> settled, <the> just <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> brutal. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I yeah. wonder that was cool. I forgot about that. Yeah, he shoots it and it like works its way through the shield. I like though, like Paul, his 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 shield bracelet was not on him. It was sitting over on the table. So it's like when my Fitbit isn't on, I'm like, I need to get to my Fitbit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to get to my Fitbit. I can't take too many steps or it won't be recorded. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the shields are gonna look like in like ten years, like that visual effect. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to age well or not. I, you like I don't it? know. Yeah, maybe, maybe that might be. That's the one thing probably in the movie that's not going to age too well in ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't know. I don't know what it was about them. I think they're cool. I like that it show it shows like blue and red. But there was, yeah, I don't know. I don't know it, if it just wasn't <laughs> animated well or what. But. It made me. It, it totally made me think of like old school arcade beat 'em up games. <laughs> Yeah. When as soon as you're about to kill an enemy, they start flashing red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I can think about. <laughs> yeah, that that uh That's like that's in Ready Player One. Don't they have something to that yeah, effect in yeah. that game? Yeah. In that movie? Yeah. Yep. Um but yeah, I, I I do like the parallels with all the the technology. Like I said, it was sticking out with a sore thumb before it was kind of explained here a little bit more, and they explained it in the movie. Obviously, I just missed it. But I like that the, the one point when they're carpet bombing the the I'm like what the fuck? Yeah, I feel like, like why uh, don't they have guns and they have these yeah. these carpet bombs? Shields probably not gonna help you too much with the carpet bomb, right? <laughs> and then I also like. Uh, 
because they talk about the shields around the mining ship as well. And And I think Paul is like, why don't we just shield the ship? And she says something about the rhythmic nature of the shield and mm. would attract the, the yeah. worm. Also, um, I don't think a shield is going to do super well when it just swallows you whole. Right. Yeah. Not going to help. Drags yeah. you under the sand. Yeah. But you're, I, I think that might've been used like a Paul doesn't know how big this thing is yet. Right. We don't know how big this thing is yet. We're like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Why don't they just shield it? And then it's like literally, six times the size the mouth of it is like six times the size of the big mining ship yeah this isn't something that rolls up and like chews on a tread right Um, (laughs) right yeah (laughs) i think that's what they were thinking like oh they're sand worms like they can't be that like no this thing is like i loved how like as it got closer it kind of uh like made a quicksand effect and was like vibrating people yeah under yeah man the the worm Super cool. So cool, dude. Yeah, it's one of the coolest sci-fi things I've seen in a long time, to be honest with you. I kind of had that whole scene like kind of spoiled for me because I played the RTS and there's a very specific mechanic in the RTS where um, you do have to get control spice fields and you send um, the the crawlers or whatever out there and then you assign ornithopters to like um, protect them. But then there's the 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 get all like lift things. Well, um, the sandworms come, but, but like that whole thing was explained in the game because it's a very specific mechanic game. I'm like, oh yeah, I know it's but I know it's gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> the movie was kind of ruined for me in that respect. So that was a little less. Exciting I didn't even know there was it. a game. Yeah, it's it's an RTS. Um, oh, and- is it relatively? Did we see it at like? I think we saw it at like it's, a, uh, it released. September of 2023. So yeah. Yeah, So we probably saw it summer, summer games fest or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're making like an MMO too. It's called. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. That looks sweet. But yeah, the RTS is fun. Air quotes, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) RTS is hard though, too. Um, Cause Arrakis is rough. It's a hard game. It's not easy. Uh, Are there other planets? I don't no, know anything Arrakis. about like the Dune universe. So it's just it's just all about Arrakis. I think everything's just about Arrakis because mm. it's the most important place in the galaxy. Um, okay. Also, I like so also with like the practicality of it, they don't have like hyperdrives and like stuff like that. Right. The Spacing Guild has those those like teleporters because basically they just fly through them. And you just come out the other side. Mm-hmm. So when when the hurricane are showing up at Tradis at night, like they're just kind of like flying out of this giant like yeah. tunnel and yeah, it's and like a over. it's like a portable wormhole essentially. Yeah. I think is yeah. what the vibe it's, I got out of it. So having only played the first Mass Effect game, is that isn't that what they do in Mass Effect? They use relay. It's a relay yeah. something like, in Mass Effect where it like, like shoots launches you. you. Yeah, same concept though that. But I think, it, and it, it's not explained in Dune what that thing is, the the tube that's flying in space. But I I got the feeling that that it was like a wormhole connecting one point yep. to the other, and they were coming through it. You just casually um, just fly through it at normal speed. Yeah, and then <laughs> Mass thing. Effect, you fly into the relay, and then it like shoots you mm-hmm. at a it like jumps you kind speed. Of, yeah, like a warp yeah. jump. 
yeah. where this is a little bit more casual. It's just like, hey, I was going to fly through it conveniently and then just show up. Right. Because <laughs> uh, it's an inside job because apparently the space skill weren't, weren't like, sorry, this is a bad idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. This seems bad. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's like, I don't know. That's just so interesting. I, I do want to know more about like the emperor and this, this douchebag that he is. Um, I think it's kind of cool that you don't, we don't see him at all. At all. No. Just talks of yeah, him. I, I love th- that. I think that's pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. I love that. And I like the whole, like the house thing, like house of Trades, house hurricane. Like it's very medieval again there too, because yeah. it's just They're like, called dukes and everything. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. it's just cool how much like, it's just a medieval sci-fi. Yeah, it like really is. Up. Yeah. With a lot of pool, like the, the dudes in the spacesuits look like samurais. Like they have their swords, like samurais and everything. Oh, the white ones, the like yeah. Imperial, like yeah. guard or whatever. They were really cool. Yeah. They're um, super cool, but there's a lot of undertone and I, there, and I was looking it up because I was like, there is like a lot of middle Eastern undertones in this movie. And it's, it, it's in the, in the Wikipedia, it's a direct influence on the, the prequel, series of books is called the Baltarian Jihad. So there's, <laughs> oh. there's a lot of Islamic <laughs> undertones, yeah. I think in the movies. So, um, yeah, I dig it, man. I don't know. It's just a weird hodgepodge of, of things thrown together in a really elegant, awesome way. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a better weird hodgepodge of things in a sci-fi epic than like rebel moon. Um, in yeah. that respect, um, I would, I might've been harsher on rebel moon if I had seen this first. Um, yeah, and like, <clears throat> uh, because I have to as a Snyder fan, uh, not to totally just defend Rebel Moon, but <laughs> okay. um, okay. we get. I it. mean, Dune had pretty like legit old, plentiful source material to pull from. Yes, uh, yes. so that's always good. Um, but yeah, are, are you, you guys were talking about the the Sardaukar? Those were the the people in the white suits. I believe. Yeah. yeah, dude, those those dudes were gnarly. Yeah. And um, the way they they came down they just behind like floated that, down. So cool. So I was like, dude, that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's gonna age well too. <laughs> also like some some three hundred Roman style stuff going on there too with that yeah. that whole sequence there as they were like chanting exactly the same way. Holding too. the steps and Holding then they just the got steps. surrounded and yeah. stabbed to death. Yeah, basically yeah. the three hundred. Yeah. Um I loved also just a, another weird small detail but like the little like uh almost salute thing that Duncan and Paul do to each other with like the sword. I forget ex- the positions, but like, yeah. The like on the chest and then like across the forehead thing. I, I thought that was pretty sweet. Um but like what do you guys think about uh man, I literally just watched this movie last night but I cannot remember any of the words. Um, but basically like the Paul space Messiah, uh, story thread we have going here. I mean, at first that definitely stands out as like, eh, that's going to be a weak point. Right. Because we're, you know, we're talking about space messiahs and like space messiahs and just messiahs in general, hard to like nail down, especially when they're already set up as like, I said this earlier, like the, the soft prince, um, but somehow it works. I don't really quite understand how it works, but it works pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I um, agree. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just like through the little trials, like he kept going through like the whole, like put your hand in the box because you're also part like, can, um, like 
telekinetic, you know, telepathic, yeah. telekinetic or something. Yeah. And like she had, <laughs> she had to test him. <laughs> Tele- telepathic. Um, Good job, Chad. Thank you for <laughs> fixing Nick and I's. What like, did you say? Telekinetic. <laughs> telekinetic. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, I think it did somehow end up working out. I'm not quite convinced how it worked out, but it definitely wasn't as weak as I thought it was going to be. Um, I, I think it's it's me. cool because there's just so much mystery behind it. Like they leave it pretty mysterious mm-hmm. on what's going on there. Um, but they don't. It's I, weird. Yeah, but but but, but they. I, I mean, I kind of feel like they do. And I also like the the doctor. Like we said it already, but how she's she talks about his cuffed whatever and then yeah. says something from the prophecy. So there, I felt like I'm, that's probably one of the most intrigued parts of the movie. Like, I want to know what the hell is going on with this dude. I, yeah. Somehow yeah, they the, kept the, the, the intrigue there alive. Yeah. 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 I, I, man, I, I couldn't find quickly the name that they kept referring to uh, Paul. Like when he got to Arrakis, like the Arrakis natives were calling him. Hmm. It's like Laius something something or other, um, but <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty interesting, um, especially since it seems like Paul doesn't want that. Uh, thinking specifically of the the scene in the tent with him and his mom when he's like having that that vision or dream or whatever, and he realizes that like. Uh, this like holy war is about to break out and it's, you know, either his doing or because, because of him or for him or in his name or whatever. Um, and he's like not vibing with that. Um, but like, I wonder how much of it is like legit and how much of it is just, Paul being like studious and knowledgeable about things. You think about what right. uh, the Fremen lady said about the suit, right? And you brought this up earlier, Nick, of him, like how he knew like the way to put it on having never worn one. And she, you know, mumbles what Chad said, like, you know, he basically to paraphrase, like he's going to know our ways having never been, you know, here or not being from here or whatever. Like, is that messianic in nature or was he just like remembering things that he's read about Arrakis because we see him in the first part of the movie, like studying a lot. So it's like, yeah, but he does also have like these weird, like, um, visions. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, clairvoyance. Yeah. Kind of. Where he he's he's seeing these things. Some some of it is kind of reliable in terms of like, you know, seeing Duncan die and Duncan actually dies. Uh, but some of it's right. kind of not reliable. Where it, like what I mentioned earlier with the guy that he duels and ends up killing, like the the dream he had of that guy was like a seemed like a friendly conversation, and that that dude, I think his name was Jamis or something. It's like yeah, I'll teach mm-hmm. you the ways of the desert. But then Paul just like literally kills him so um yeah i think that's kind of cool it's where it's like almost the the unreliable narrator in terms of like these almost prophetic visions that paul's having so it keeps yeah. like the intrigue and in like what they're showing us and like we don't know what's gonna come to pass 
and maybe that's yeah. some really good writing then because he does have like a clairvoyance about him, but it's also almost explainable because it's like, he is very knowledgeable, but he yeah. um, so it's like, maybe he doesn't, he, no one ever like explicitly told him like, that's how he should like wear his suit, but understanding how the suit works and understanding like, you know, everything else about it, it makes sense to him. Like it comes naturally to him. Mm. Another thing that he, that helps him is that he is also not naive or not, innocent but like he is not really affected by the complexity of like what his father has to deal with or his mother has to deal with being part of these other political you know systems these gaffes of like um underplots because his mom like technically wasn't supposed to like marry who she married and have a kid with who she had a kid with and there's like issues there um his dad has to run this in this entire house um so like but he's kind of like not oblivious to it but he really like listens to his father in terms of like i mean i'm kind of like a prince and like i kind of have my duty i'm not like thrilled about it but yeah i like my dad my dad's a good dad kind of thing um he kind of has that going for him like (laughs) i have i have two good parents um i have no reason to be a dirtbag he kind of has that whole (laughs) whole thing going on um yeah. So I don't, I don't know. And that kind of, but that like backs up and like put some foundation around just the idea of like, he's just like a prophetic savant. Um, the one chosen, right? Like mm-hmm. he has some backing to like why he might have a little bit of a leg up on things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It helps. The joy so, of, of being I, young and not having the responsibility, the weight of <laughs> all the, right you know knowledge of of the exact like societal impacts of his uh, <laughs> uh, what a title and family and stuff yeah yeah still suits that's what they're called there you what go. how yeah, did how did how did he navigate um what did he do in the storm when his mom was freaking out and they're in the onorthopter and he just lets it go. Like he says something there. Like he was, he was remembering something he learned and like, he just let the storm like whip him. He didn't like resist the storm. He just let the storm like take them somewhere kind of. And by doing that, the storm didn't shred the helicopter. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, that was another moment where like, he wasn't just like knowing how to do that. He was reflecting on something that had happened earlier in the movie. Um, Yeah. And it got well, I think that. his dad mentioned, or somebody mentions it to him, like the sand can rip through metal at the beginning of the movie. So he might have just been thinking, I don't know that they explain it, to be honest with you, but I, he could have just been thinking the best option is to just take it where it takes us instead of trying to go against it and get ripped in half. I I, I looked up the that ship, and it's called a Highliner in uh, the books and in the movie, the transport ship. And it appears that it's just a transport vessel that that was transporting them there but it does say that it can oh, fold what space the... time to the, the uh, tube okay. yeah, yeah. The tube ship <clears throat> um it does say that it can fold space to travel vast distances which is essentially what a what a wormhole oh. is oh, so, that's dope i think nice. i was right i think it was somewhat right that's why it's a tube <laughs> yep <laughs> it's folding space man i thought when, when i first saw that i was like proud. man 
such a lame ass fucking looking ship. You know what I mean? Like it just looks like a hollow hot dog. Like you couldn't come up with something cooler, but now that I know what it is, it's, it is pretty cool. <laughs> it's literally Brown too. Like it was the most yeah. boring looking thing. It's just <laughs> it's like so a, boring, like yeah. a smooth hollow hot dog. Yeah. yeah. One, of the, one of them Costco <laughs> space dogs, bro. Yeah. Oh man. <sighs> yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see where that ends up. Uh, how that plays out how the, the these dreams and visions have my intrigue yeah i want to yeah, see more to, desert to, power yeah, <laughs> yeah desert power to go to the the dream thing I, i'll go back to the the cuffing of his pants like if if it was something that he read somewhere he just would have said i read it or i i, right. I heard it somewhere he doesn't say that he just says felt like the right thing to do. So I think there is like a Messiah thing going on there. Um, I don't think that he's just a smart dude. I I think that's exactly where we're heading. And he's seeing Zendaya throughout the movie. And we finally meet up with her at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. Finally still didn't get an explanation of what I've always wondered what the fucking point of the tube in the nose was. Did we get, did we get an explanation on the tube? I think at one point he just when Oh, Nick left. Okay. Bye, Nick. Oh, um, <laughs> I think when uh, Paul and his mom are, you know, traversing the desert, um, I think he quickly is just like, oh, yeah, this will help you breathe. And I think that's pretty much all we got. If we got it, I could also just be making that up because in my mind, maybe that's what it is. But I'm not sure. Do you know what the, yeah, the like in my mind? I'm w- to, nose wondering thing why. Is, I feel I always took it as kind of like. Not necessarily oxygen, but maybe like oxygen, moisture, general like atmosphere. To, like a CPAP? Yeah. Like this is just a little just giving you a there. little bit of like mist, you know, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of moisture. Yeah, a little bit of moisture. Dude, oh, Chad, that would be amazing for you. Just like a. You really a would. Nose spray <laughs> thing you could wear 24-7, yeah. dude. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, that's how yeah, it's took I, it. It's I, just I'm, part of I'm the sure we'll get. life support system kind of going there. Yeah, but like nobody else was using them except for these these guys. That's why I was curious about it. And it doesn't seem like a planet where there's difficulty breathing and they would even need oxygen. I mean it's a lot of sand. So I, I was thinking I was thinking more on the on the liquid side of it. Right. Like it was giving them yeah. some or, sort of liquid. Like you have um, your nose dry out, man. You get bloody nose, and like that's just a whole mess. Yeah. Well, plus it's when they're out there in the the sands, you know, in the spice fields and stuff, like you, the the spice has an effect on the people. Like all the fremen, their eyes turn blue from it. So I wonder if it's right. maybe like a filtration thing of sorts. So you're not just like, yeah, constantly yeah, inhaling spice while you're out there. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, that might be it. That might be it. I like the nosebleed thing. Actually, you know what? Hold I really on. like the nosebleed. We're going to go with the nosebleed thing because it, listen, just hear my theory for a second. You can't get nosebleeds in the desert because the rhythmic dripping of the the blood out of your nose, we know what How comes. Eaten by a sandworm. That's what it is. Yeah. You nailed it, Nick. You, you no, it. I was wrong. <laughs> we don't even need an explanation. Nope. You don't even this, need an explanation. This is it. This is it. This is it. In the open <laughs> desert, you wear this filter across your face. This tube in the nostrils with the plugs is to ensure a tight fit. Breathe in through the mouth filter, out through the nose tube. 
So it's another way of just making sure the moisture that naturally leaves the holes in your face stays in your suit. Um, because ah. otherwise, like, think of how much spit and just shit just comes out of our face. Yeah. So it's like it just <laughs> it <laughs> completes the seal. Um, gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Then they just need something to catch the tears. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have like a, <clears throat> this page up on the side here, and it has a picture of the Baron. Oh, God. Just like chilling in his like goop tub. Yeah, holy goop tub. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How nasty but are the, the Harkonnen and just like the Baron's so aesthetics yeah. and like the way yeah. they're civilization operates is so yeah, it, haunting was it tar? Dude, haunting, it, yeah. it wasn't it black was it a black liquid it's what it looked like yeah it was like black yeah, and then they yeah. dumped something in and it kind of like turned gold in some places like goldish one yeah one nasty thick back to tan yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and you know and even in like back to tanks like people are usually relieved to get out of them. Right. Whereas like, he was like, stop talking to me. I want to go back into my goop tube. Like, yeah, like he was annoyed yeah. that like he was being disturbed from having to yeah. leave his goop chamber. Um, just, yeah, they are a weird, weird group. And like Dave, like Batista's just like, he's just a goon, man. Like he does yeah. nothing of importance. <clears throat> he really just kind of runs around and yells about, Atreides and yeah. Baron's just like, bro, chill. It's yeah. all part of the plan. He's like, what? Okay, um, we get to go fight. Um, yeah, he's like a a less dumb Drax in, <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> he's kind of more dumb in this movie. You think he's more dumb than Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy? Pretty equal. He's pretty dumb. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I guess he was just yeah. storming. I, I kind of hated. Yeah, I kind of hated him in this movie, to be honest with you. Especially his first scene where he, like, screams like an idiot. Like, dude, <laughs> I get that you're upset, but is that really necessary? <laughs> Why did you let them do this? It's like, relax. We get it. You got big muscles and you can be loud. We get it. Okay. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, he, like, is not in on anything. Like, he's not, like, they, they even, they know he's not smart enough to, like, no. be in on, like, the main plan. Yeah. <laughs> He's just yeah. like, even the viewers know, like, dude, like, can't you tell there's some shit going down and you're just, just right. get him, get, get him a coloring book, guys. Yeah, that's what he needs. <laughs> Put your muscles um, in the corner and color this picture. So, um, so were you guys excited for Dune 2 prior? I mean, it's kind of a dumb question, but like, were you excited for Dune 2? prior to watching this for this episode or um, um, watching this, does it make you like excited to watch Dune 2? That's probably just a terrible question, but like you guys understand what I'm saying. Is there any interest in Dune prior yeah. to this and why, and how I, has it made you excited for two? I mean, for me, yeah, I ironically, I, for whatever reason was, ex- I mean, I, I watched the trailer you know, minutes after it was released and didn't never even seen the first movie. Um, so I was oddly excited for it. Cause I always knew, like I always knew that I, I would really get into this movie if I ever watched it. Like I could just tell. Um, so I was, yeah, I was super intrigued by, by the sequel. And I actually watched the, the second trailer directly after watching uh, this movie for the podcast. 
Nice. So yeah, I was oddly, even though that is a weird question that you would think would be answered with no, because I didn't watch the first movie. Right, I was. Right. So okay, I, well, that makes me feel way better about asking that question. Because <laughs> 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 like I was, I when when part one came out, I was excited and wanted to watch it. I don't, I I can't remember exactly why, um, but I didn't end up, uh, and. I don't remember the last movie I saw in theaters, but, uh, oh, I saw ISS with my father-in-law. It, whatever. It's pretty basic, but, uh, the trailer for Dune 2 was, uh, during that movie and I was like, holy crap, this is so, so epic looking. Like, I really (laughs) need to watch one so bad. Yeah. What about you, Nick? I think knowing... Dune 2, because when Dune 1 came out, I knew like everyone made a big hoopla about it, so I was probably like partly being a hipster about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to watch it right <laughs> away. Um, so I knew there was a, at least a second one coming out, so obviously when they officially were like, hey, second one's coming out, 2024, early on, mm-hmm. and gave it a date, and then quickly they were like, there's going to be a third. I was like, okay, like we're, this is a serious thing. Um, it's kind of, kind of, it's kind of like early access. Dune one was like early access in my mind. And I wasn't about to like commit like energy towards something that I wasn't confident was going to be like a full fledged thing. But now that I know it's like a trilogy and it's like, knock your socks off. Good. Yeah. I'm all in. So I think the fact that it, it for sure is going to be a thing made it, made it worth my time. Finally. So Dune yeah, 2 I, I was agree like yeah. version 1.0 for yep, you. Yeah. I mean kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Dune 1, I obviously it's great, but I don't I don't f- I feel like the story's about to start finally because right. Like they've done all this build up. We got kind of like the background out of the way because the whole like first half is just a bunch of build up toward an inevitable point. Like at no point you're like, oh yeah, this is gonna work out great for them. Like, no, these guys are screwed. Right. Um yeah. so yeah. then the other half is just like the interlude to like what's really about to happen. And I feel like that's where Dune Two is gonna pick up. So it very much, yeah, is like the prelude to 1.0. <laughs> 2.0. 1.0. That's a good way to put it though, because there's a lot of there's a lot of movies that come out with plans to be this grand mm-hmm. trilogy of movies that don't ever end up getting past the first movie. Yeah. So it's a good it's a good play. It's a good strategy you yeah. had. Yeah. I wish I had something as elegant as that. I just didn't watch it. <laughs> I wanted to and I just didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's funny though, because now now that you say it, um, I remember talking I don't know, Nick, if you remember James, like the music yeah. guy. Um, he and his wife saw it like when it came out and we were talking about it. And he's like, man, I just I really hope there's another one <laughs> because <Right. laughs> the way this ended. <laughs> yeah, there's so much uh, uncertainty around there's it. There's got to be another one. There and, really is. Yeah. yeah, there really is. And it wouldn't be it's not a it, if if it had ended here, it would suck. Cause it's not a complete story. It's really a first episode of, of a grander story. You know what I mean? That doesn't mm-hmm. really have a very good ending. It's, it's kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah. I don't even so, think there is like, you could consider any of the end of this and ending to anything. Right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. I mean, they could, they, 
they could have gone about this and just started it with like Paul and his mom like running, right? And then it was just been flashbacks on like two weeks ago, you know, everything that led up to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like record scratch. You're probably wondering how we got <laughs> just yeah, well, <laughs> running from the sandworm, like running toward the hard ground from the sandworm. Yeah. like record, just yeah. record scratch. Stop. It's just like maybe wondering how we got here. Um, <laughs> yeah, two months that earlier. Means- well, we got we got our clip for this episode, and it's Leto just like standing <laughs> at the envoy from the Emperor, and it just starts there. Yeah. Um, they could have done it that way, yeah. but they just treat it like, "Hey, we're going to tell you the story, um, but we're going to leave it." But it's cool that they that that they went because uh, I, I mean, it's they had to have known that this is going to take off because most of the movies that do this that are going to try and start a new franchise the the story in the first movie is usually can be contained to the first movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If it, if something finances, whatever falls through, we still have the full movie. It's a complete story. This is not that at all. This is like the, it's like the first hour of, of a movie. You know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like really no end. We build an awesome story here, but it can't be self-contained by itself. It's a lot. It's a lot of context, a lot of yeah, good exposition. Um, but yeah, if there is no follow-up movie to like this one, it would be really dumb. I would be like, it's cool, (laughs) but like, I don't know if it's going to do anything for you because they just kind of like leave it at this weird spot where it's like, we're about to tell this story, but not. Yeah. But like, like John Wick's a prime example. John Wick comes out. The first movie is a self-contained story. It could have ended right there and it would have been a badass movie. And, but it didn't, and they did a lot of world building in that first movie. So, you know, this it, it's just weird to see to see it the other way around because I don't see it very often where the, the first movie in a potential franchise isn't a self-contained story. Even if you look at Star Wars, that yeah. that could have been a self-contained story. Really, anything. Yeah. Lord of the Rings really could have been a self-contained story as well. So it's interesting to see them be so brave to be like, here, we're not going to tell a complete story. This movie's not going to make any fucking sense at all. Unless we, <laughs> unless we get the rest of them. Yeah. So <laughs> they really, uh, twisted the, the, the studio and publisher's arm with that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're gonna um, make another one. So and probably going to make three. If you really pay attention. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Nick, I know your general disdain for like, leaving your house and going to the theater and watching a movie. Will you be watching Dune 2 in the theaters? Yeah, I'm going to have to make that happen for a number of reasons. Yeah. I, it, it's my birthday, too. I, I kind of want to see it on my birthday. Um, nice. So we'll see. Um, How are you, Chad, with, with going to the theater? Do you enjoy it? He's or? coming with me. Um, I'm picking him up. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you get that uh, yeah, PT definitely. before he comes. It definitely right. It definitely depends. It depends. I do enjoy going to the movie. I don't enjoy it to the point where I would like to go like even once a month. To be honest with you, like once or twice a year, maybe. Mm. Um, you know, I like seeing the the Marvel Spider Man movies in theaters. We <laughs> like go how see you the Demon Slayer uh, movies. Corrected yourself there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop. Yeah, because I, I I haven't seen a single Marvel movie outside of Spider Man no. in, in in the theater, but. Um, but yeah, there's movies that'll get me to the theater and this might be one of them because I'll be honest, I have not heard a Hans Zimmer score in the theater ever in my life. And that's like the one, 
So yeah, I I know I've said this on the podcast before, but when COVID hit, the theaters were like shut down, but you could like rent them out and they had like a list of movies that you could pick to watch. Mm -hmm. And I was like hoping that Interstellar would be on there because that's like the one (laughs) movie that I want to see in the theater. You didn't see that in theaters? Um, And it never happened. I didn't. No. Total, total bummer. I saw that in IMAX. It hurt. If you thought like the mixing was terrible, not like watching it in a theater, just imagine it like times 300. Right. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I take that back. I did see Tenet in the theater, so I have seen Hans. Hmm. I assume he did Tenet. Chad, March 1st to Friday, and you don't work that Friday or that Saturday. I was just going to look it up. I, was just I like how Nick knows your work schedule. Yeah, he knows my work schedule more than I do. Because I know how to set up a recurring <laughs> calendar event in Google that just does exactly your schedule because it's so predictable. Yeah. Every nice. two days. Uh, tell me Chad okay. works. So I have never seen a Hans Zimmer. He did not do Tenet. There you go. Somebody different. Boom. So it's going to have to looks, happen. Looks like you and Nick are going. Yep. Let's go. Two weeks. From well, a week from this premiere, I'm at. I, I'm actually going to be at the theater twice then because that Demon Slayer movie is oh, coming out in like shoot. a week or two. So, email Hans Zimmer. Tell him to get on the Demon Slayer train. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, um, where do we go from here? Well, I, I. I, I want I want to watch the the original one because I'm curious if it's a, a complete telling of the story. But at the same time, I'm like I'd rather just watch it this version. So maybe wait till all three movies are out and then go back and watch. That's that a good one. point. It would kind of suck if that movie like just skipped through the plot <laughs> of the three everything. movies yeah. we're about to get. And, it's, and then right. like thirty minutes in, they spoil the whole like mystery that this one leaves us on. You're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might be a after after the trilogy's release. Go right. That one. When's the third one gonna come out? Sheesh, it's been three years. Yeah. Well, that's kind of that's a know. Star Wars cadence every three years. Well, uh, traditional Star Wars, not Disney Star Wars. Um, traditional Star Wars released every two or three years. So, yeah. Hopefully, we don't... that's pretty quick. I think, isn't it? Isn't it? It's pretty what, quick. For this movie? These kind of movies? Yeah. Eh, depends. For ten years ago, about about on pace. To today's standards? No. Look at Marvel. They got one like yeah. every other month. Yeah, yeah. But they've got multiple different people working <clears> on. <throat> they got on the, the Disney sweatshops running. Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um but yeah, probably from here we need to we need to give it a score. Um <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with a, out of 10 score again. Um, only Rebel Moon gets my grade scale score. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Only Zack Snyder films I rate on a grade scale. Because um, he's not that precise. Um, no. So, Chad, how do you rate this? And would you recommend it to um, anyone at all? So, so I have to take everything into account here because part of me, part of me wants to give it a, a really, really, really maybe almost perfect score, but I have to look at it and see that it's not it, the, the self-contained thing is working against it for me. 
even though I, I know more coming, I have to look at it as it's not a self-contained movie. So I'm going to give it a solid, what are we doing? Like 20 point? Can I do halves? Can I do halves? Yeah, 10 out of 10. We're going to rate 20. this out of 32. Out of 10. Well, well you did, you did you, a 20 point scale is with halves is what I'm saying. Not out of 20. Oh, okay. So can yeah. I do like, yeah, you, you did, do yeah. you did like 8.13 or whatever you did or 7.13 for whatever the hell the movie was we watched before this that I forget. I gave it a whole score. So I gave it a whole number, but yeah. Give it a half. No, no. Oh, Mike, no. yeah, Mike gave it a half. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, I gave okay. it a half. Right, so I can do halves. Yeah. So we can do yep. halves. All right, so I'm going to give it a solid eight and a half. Can't quite get to the nine. Um, or can I? I'm going to go eight. I'm going to go eight and a half, and I would certainly recommend it to any sci-fi fans at all. Like Nick said, it's not for everybody. If you're not a sci-fi person, you're not going to find anything different here from any other sci-fi movie. Um but yeah, solid eight and a half. You like sci-fi. You like sand. If you're into sand, if you like giant worms, this is all for you, man. Yeah. Each of those. If you like, uh, if you like tremors, go go check out the tremors. Yeah, things, dude. Man. If you, they're way more creepy. If you really like those things, you can get it up to a nine point five. Um, but if it's just sci-fi, mm-hmm. just park it at a eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half. Okay. Okay. Michael. Um. What's Bulbasaur got to say? Well, I too, like Chad was saying, have to take all things into consideration. And the one thing that would keep it from, from a higher rating would be the lack of the self-contained story. Now we are very aware of like what this movie, what its purpose is and like what they're doing with the, the trilogy and all that stuff. But as a, singular movie here um get some we get a little bit of points taken away from that just because there's no end and i w- i want to quote part of a review oh. on metacritic here uh, <laughs> this person gave it a three i'm not oh, okay. i'm not an animal i'm not gonna be doing that <laughs> three but this sentence is probably the funniest thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> I think it's the longest trailer I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, that's what we said. <laughs> yeah. yeah it just, it it's does a good it. way to it put it. Thumbs it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two and a half hour trailer. Yeah. With that said, though. <laughs> that's so fright. Oh, my God. It is the most immaculate, like, epic trailer known to man. Um, right. So with that, I'll, I'll still give it an eight, but the the lack of like self-contained story and like actual ending of this movie prevents it from probably getting like a nine or higher. But realistically, uh, I have to give it an eight. It's solid. I mean, if you're a sci-fi fan and you're in it for, for the, the trilogy and the extended story, like you, you like the extended universes and things like that. Like you'll really like this for sure. Also, there seems to be a deep, expanded universe on this stuff as i was looking up the ships there they have like hundreds of different ships on that thing it, it might be as deep as star wars i don't know mm. i like how the atreides parked their ships in the water that was cool yeah <laughs> i feel like uh we also need to clip these reviews and put them out ahead of time because oh. I'm, I'm just thinking like 
we're giving our reviews and recommendations after we've talked about the movie for like an hour and a half. So if anyone did want to see it, we just like spoiled everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Nick, what do you give it? So, so Mike went with the <laughs> low end, low side of the critics with an 80 an eight. Um, and Chad went kind of like a high end critic gave it like an 85 8.5. You know, I want to, I'm going to go with the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to give it a, a nine, uh, nine out of 10. Um, okay. just because aesthetically it was real crisp and clean. Um, a lot of great moments, good actors, good acting. Um, um, I like that. It is somehow different than a lot of sci-fis that are out there. Um, even though it's a lot of like similar concepts, but the fact that it's like this medieval sci-fi thing going on with the mechanics of the, of the, of the world. Um, I think that's really cool. And it isn't this expansive, like galaxy. It's like all happening on this planet, uh, more or less. So mm-hmm. I, I think it takes a unique swing at those things. Um, but yeah, just, just the, the polish on the movie, like, they set out to make an epic movie and they accomplished that. Um, so I'll give it a nine out of 10. Um, nice. And I would recommend to probably just about anyone. Like if you like long epic movies that are either sci-fi or just maybe fantasy, right? It's kind of like a sci-fi fantasy ordeal okay, here. A um, couple different genres in it. So yeah, definitely recommend, um, but steer away. If you know, you're susceptible to very base undertones that put you to sleep. Um, <laughs> and movies yes, that are longer yeah. than hours. Like it could yeah. be a drag and a bad combination if you don't like those two things. Yeah, and, and to, <laughs> right. to that that person's point, you know, it is a very long trailer. So if you're not if you're not impressed and in, kind of intrigued by what's happening, yeah, it would get probably pretty boring real quick. You're like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, and I felt a little catfish with Zendaya. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> like she's not in this movie at all. That's, like, what the hell? That's very like valid. that's all. Yeah, everything I've ever seen about this movie is is I mean her, and she's in it for like the last. 15 I mean, minutes. there's a lot of flash forwards of them together. Yeah, she kind of is yeah. in it like every 20 minutes. Yeah, but <laughs> for like yeah, ten seconds, for All ten right, seconds, at, yeah, at a time, but for a total of one minute and thirty seconds, there isn't, there isn't, um, um, who's who's our favorite um movie trailer or pitch? It is there isn't a pitch meeting, but there is an honest trailer out there for it. I think that's what it's mm. called, um, and it's pretty funny, um, uh, because it's just like <laughs> it. it picks on the fact that it's just like a constant shot of Zendaya looking over her shoulder, like in, in yeah. the street. Like yeah, that's yeah. all she does the whole time. Um, there's some pretty good rips on it. Um, it's, it's almost like a, like a perfume or cologne commercial. All Zendaya's yeah. scenes. <laughs> yeah. It's like the smell of, yeah, the smell 100%. of rackets. Um <laughs> Dude, it a hundred percent sounded like you said the smell of Iraqis. <laughs> yeah, like people from Iraq. It did sound like. Did uh, sound like um, are you going with that, bro? Oh. <laughs> smell your own bodily fluids. 
jeez. Get your still suit today. Oh, oh man. Man. All right. Well, uh, shall we end it then? End it. We end shall. It. Give Dad no well, material uh, to go on for yeah. the aftercut. There you go. Just cut it. Cut it right here. here. Don't, Don't even thank these people for listening and watching. And Dad would. <laughs>